0: If any of our prior podcasts have influenced you or motivated you in any way to actually start taking control of retirement planning and planning for your financial future, this is the episode for you to actually get started with tangible steps. Thank you guys for tuning in to Two Gents, Two Cents. I'm Brandon. I'm James. And welcome to our podcast. All right. So this episode is going to be on retirement planning and hopefully this will give you guys a good idea of what retirement planning is, why we do retirement planning, and more importantly, how to tangibly start taking steps to plan for retirement instead of just hearing about concepts and learning about finance, but not actually taking tangible steps. So James, what is retirement planning in general and why do we do it?
1: Yeah. Great question. I mean, first off, It's not sexy, right? Retirement planning, how exciting is that term? But I want you guys to think about it as building wealth. I just want you to take that boring word, remove it from your mind, and just think about how do I become wealthy? And again, wealth is different for everybody. So someone who lives well within their means and plans to do that when they retire doesn't necessarily need $10 million, right? But someone who's like, hey, I can't wait to be rich. I want to be on yachts, yachts! Wow. (laughs) I want to be on yachts. I want to golf every day. And those types of people need to start working now to get there one day. And the best way to start is to just start. Just start looking it up. Um, now there's many ways to do it, right? You can just Google how to start retirement planning. If you do that, you'll get tons and tons of different people trying to sell their services to you. I can tell you if you're just starting out, you don't necessarily need that. You absolutely can do it yourself. And I highly recommend people doing that. Um, however, if you don't want to manage your own money, I'm here. I'll manage your money for you (laughs) (laughs) if, if that's something you guys want. I'm more than happy to help you out getting started as well. So if you guys have any questions, please reach out. I will help you get started. More than happy to do that. Um, But the first thing I would do, especially if you're in your 20s, for example, or even if you're younger than that, or if you're older than that, I would just look up, hey, or hey, hey, Google, um, Google, um, what type of investment account should I start and then put your income in? So for example, is, is if you make $200,000, well, a Roth IRA probably isn't going to make sense for you because there's income limits on that. But an IRA might make sense, right? So that's where I would start. I would literally just Google it.
0: Yeah, uh, awesome point. So I think the, the big thing I would say that people get wrong or the, the reason that they don't start effectively early on is that retirement and your retirement situation should not be a surprise to you. Right, so what right. there's there's kind of two things to think about. If you have a surprise change to your situation, that might surprise you and that might offset and and kind of switch your per, your trajectory for your retirement. That that happens. You like get, a
1: million dollar
0: inheritance. Yeah, I was thinking more like you get fired. But yeah, in a positive way, an inheritance (laughs) would be awesome. But if your situation does not change out of your equation and your retirement was a surprise, that's where you have a problem. That's what we're trying to help, especially young people, avoid is not having the financial literacy, the action items, and the steps to take to understand how to effectively plan for retirement. And so you wake up one day and you realize you have nothing saved you have nothing in a retirement account and you're in your 40s you're in your 50s and if you're in that situation it's not too late we'll help you also but it's so important to understand these concepts early on because if things out of your control do not change you should be able to pinpoint your retirement and hit that mark it it shouldn't be that big of a surprise for you
1: and on that note Listen, we've all been through high school. Not a single class was available to us to learn how to save for retirement, how to do our taxes. All of those things are critical to our success now, right? The
0: mitochondria is the powerhouse of the South. Jeez, no
1: <laughs> joke. So that's what we're here to try to help you with. We're here to provide you with those 5, 10, 15-minute videos to get those classes that you didn't get. So all you have to do is start. Pay attention to it. The earlier you start, save early, save often, the more
0: success you'll have. So... In our very first podcast on budgeting, we shared a resource for you guys. We've got another resource for you now. So go back to our website, twogents2cents.com. Go to that resources tab, and you'll now see a second link. That is a retirement planning tool. It is super, super, super simple. All you have to do is put in how old you are and when you want to retire. You put in how much you think you can contribute every year, or you could do it monthly if you want. There's flexible options in that tool. You just put that in. It'll automatically calculate how long the retirement period is based on what age that you put in your retirement age. You put in the average rate of return, which that you'll have to do after you kind of have picked some sort of investment strategy and you can look up average rates. And boom, it'll pop out exactly how much money that will be at the end of that time period. Now, is that a perfect number? Of course not. Averages are averages, and they might not be your specific situation. But when you're talking about long-term time horizons, when you're talking in the field of retirement, you can be pretty sure that your money will be around the general idea of historical averages. Um, And and so that, that tool will give you a really good idea of how much money you can have, and then you just play around with it. Well, that's not enough money. What if I, maybe I can budget a little bit more and I could put $150 a month. Okay. That kind of hits my target. You can plan really clearly uh, with that tool. It is super important to start getting started, to start visualizing and putting things down on paper or in this case on the computer in Excel and, and getting started on actual tools that give you numbers to work with and an idea of your retirement. So here's a foundational concept to understand in retirement. And this is something that clarifies situations we've given in the past. Something you do have to consider with retirement is the idea of inflation, which we've touched on a little bit in the past. It's the idea that things get more expensive and you can't go to the arcade and lunch and and spend a nickel like your grandparents used to, right? So every time that, that you factor in uh, or, you know, we've given this scenario, if you start with this much money and you put in this much money every month at a 9.1% average rate of return, right? That's not a true rate of return. It, it is real. So you will have that much money, but you have to understand that that money won't be quite as valuable as it was when you started investing. So really the rate of return, when you think about retirement planning is the rate of return of your investment vehicle, whether it's an IRA, stocks whatever versus aka minus the rate of inflation which traditionally long-term averages out to about 3.2 percent in the united states so that means you're not earning 9.1 percent you're earning uh 5.9 because you're earning 9.1 quick math there minus three point that was good that right it was quick I i'm like quick that. guys i am <laughs> quick uh, so that's a really important thing to understand so when you use that tool know that, oh, wow, I would have $500,000 at at 60 years old based on the scenario that I've given. Know that that $500,000 is probably more like $400,000 now in in today's money. Um, That's an important concept to understand. So let's talk about tangible steps. James, if you're under 30, let's say, uh, I have $500 extra a month. I want to invest. What specifically should I go do right now?
1: Okay, so obviously there's a lot of factors there that I would have to ask the client, but if assuming all things equal, if I was that person, I would say, I would think of three things. One, where can I learn? Two, what's the least expensive way of doing this? And three, what is going to give me the most options, right? So we're looking at knowledge, we're looking at price, and we're looking at investment flexibility. So I like Vanguard, I tell everybody... I, I put clients in Vanguard Investments. Uh, I tell everybody when they're starting out to look at Vanguard, especially if they want to manage their own assets. Very, very,
0: very price flexible. And, very and if doable. I'm a random person with no financial knowledge, I can make an account? As, it's free?
1: Yeah, it's so it's free to make an account. They're going to charge you um, a annual 50... I think it's like a $50 annual... Don't quote me on this, but I think it's annually $50 if you have less than... $1,000 in there or something. I'm not sure what the price is, but it's very doable compared to other investment uh, companies. So, and they charge, so for example, they charge like 0.02% on some of their mutual funds. And we'll get into mutual funds later uh, as an investment option. But there are other firms that charge 1.5%. So you're getting, you know, five times, three or uh, five, six times less at Vanguard, but it does the exact same thing. So you need to think about that when you're investing because fees will eat into your return. Okay, so I would get on Vanguard. I'd make an account. I would say, huh, what's what's good for me? And Vanguard will will walk you through all of this stuff or I will or Brandon will. We, we both can. Um, you know, hey, is a Roth IRA make sense? Does an IRA make sense? All of those things are critical. Um, but as you're going through that process, you'll notice that Vanguard has hundreds, if not thousands, of investable options, right? So that's... That's good. You want to have more. The more options, the more freedom you have. Uh, the next, you want to look at. How often am I actually going to look at this? Am I going to be able to read articles and learn about different investments and different mutual funds? And with the mutual funds, am I going to be able to understand all of the data that the mutual fund provides? Am I going to be able to read that and say, "Hey, this is a good investment" or "Is it a bad investment"? Those are all important things that you need to do. Uh, but that's what that's what I would do with Vanguard. I think it's easily. With all those three factors, flexibility, price, and knowledge, I think it
0: knocks on all three. And so if I just made a Vanguard account right now, so I've got I've got my free account or basically free, free account, cheap account, um, what specifically would you recommend researching? Or I guess, what's the first step to researching in a, in a good place that's going to use my time wisely?
1: Yeah, great question. So the first thing you have to decide is how you want your money invested. What I mean by that is how is it going to be treated? So now we're thinking about, Roth IRA or individual and those three terms all have different tax implications so we're not going to get into that into this episode but assuming let's just assume you already have an IRA or you're just wanting to do an individual account so what you would want to do in that situation actually in in all three situations you want to know what you're putting into those accounts Right? So is it going to be a mutual fund? Is it going to be an ETF? Is it going to be a stock? Is it going to be a bond, et cetera? Those things are all researchable. You need to be able to research every single one of those things. And what I, again, what I would do in that situation that Brandon said, under 30, have $500 a month, I would say, hey, how aggressive do I want to be? Do I want to be a 10 out of 10, meaning I'm giving my money to my multi-level marketing friend and he's going to turn it into a trillion dollars. Or do I want to stuff my money in my mattress and be a one out of 10? You know, you have to decide. There's investment options at any investment company between those two things.
0: Do you have a general recommendation for the average, especially the average young person who's earning probably significantly under 100000 yeah. What, their, what should their risk tolerance be if we're talking about retirement planning?
1: Yeah, so if we're talking about retirement planning, we're talking 20 to 30 years minimum, right, uh, for the average person. I would say, hey, what is the most basic investment? It's the S&P 500. I would say, hey, let's look at that. What has that done the last 30 years? Oh, it's done between 9 and 11%. Well, now let's go to 2 gens, 2 centscom plug in 9 to 11 percent, 500 a month, 20 to 30 year timeline, how much money do I get? And then you can kind of say, oh, okay, I can handle that risk tolerance because I'm going to get, you know, potentially such and such money at the end of 30 years. So you need to think about it in terms of measurable um, metrics, right? You have to be able to say, I want a million dollars 30 years from now. How much do I need to put monthly? How much interest do I need to earn? Uh, That would be how I would do that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So last thing I'll ask you. So if if you're the average person, so you and I obviously have a lot of underlying financial knowledge because of classes we've taken and work experience. The average person, and obviously this is gonna vary, what would you say is the time that they would need to spend uh, let's just say at the onset and then maybe per year yeah. to have just enough financial knowledge that they're probably making a decent financial decision. What what type of time would that take?
1: So my, uh, my peers in the industry would hate me for this because I'm stepping on my own foot, right? Um, first off, a financial advisor is almost always a great idea. I think Vanguard actually did a research article that if you have an advisor from start to finish, I think you have an extra it was like 12% on your portfolio, something that's notably, it's a a notable difference than if you managed it yourself. However, I would say that for the average person to be able to manage their own assets successfully, I would say you probably need two hours of research at the very, very beginning and then maybe an hour a year.
0: So Uh, we're talking an afternoon, you you, can set yourself up for retirement planning. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. They... Again, I'm stepping on my own foot a little bit here and I don't want to upset my peers, but we all know it's the truth. This isn't rocket science. It's just confusing. It's meant to be confusing. They would rather have you give them their, give them your money and leave them alone. And it's, that's just how it is. But all you have to do, an hour or two at the beginning, an hour a year after that, um, and I think you guys would be fine. I think you'd be set. But also, just to, just to touch on that note again, again, if you have an advisor, you have a notable difference in your return. And I think the reason for that is is because we, as advisors,
0: we do this for a living. We look at it every and, day. And you can capitalize on events, right? So when something like COVID happens, you might be able to make a much bigger informed move.
1: Right. So we might be at one where emotional investing is like one of the number one reasons, or I won't say number one, but one of the top reasons why people don't do well when they manage their own assets. They sell low and they buy high. And you don't want to do that. So when you have an advisor, they're about one or two steps emotionally uninvested versus you are one or two steps emotionally invested. So for all my advisors- you so you not caring
0: about them is really your greatest oh, asset. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: We, we want to make our clients money, but we want to also be as- informed and logical as we can. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, to give you guys a quick summary, number 1, use our resource, put it in tangible, seeable numbers for yourselves. 2gents2cents.com, two two go to the resources tab. Second, open up a Vanguard or another financial account, that's one that a lot of people use that's successful. Um, and start actually doing research, put in we challenge you, put in 1 hour of research. This month or this week, before you hear the next podcast for one hour, do some basic research on I'm X old and I make X amount of money. What should I do? And just learn about the type of ETFs, mutual funds, et cetera, that are available to you. Learn something you didn't know before our next podcast. It will drastically change the way that you are able to take control of your finances.
1: That concludes the latest episode of Two Gents, Two Cents. How to get started with retirement planning. If you guys have any questions or want to get a hold of us, uh, Brandon's going to hit you with our handles here. Please reach out. We want to help you. Our goal is to make sure everybody has the knowledge
0: they need to meet their financial goals. Absolutely. So please reach out if you need help and also reach out with future topics that you want to hear a podcast episode on. You can find us directly on our website and send a contact form. That's twogents2cents.com. You can send us an email directly at Two gents two cents at gmail.com both of this are typed twos not spell uh, not the number two and you can hit us up on Instagram our handle is at two gents two cents we'll see you guys next time